Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Be Victorious. It's Dr. Victorious, Dr. Tori. I'm here again for another episode of Be Victorious. Now, I am very excited about this episode. You know why? Because I have my partner in crime, the future Dr. Lloyd. Courtney J. Lloyd here. She is a therapist and she is an advocate for ACES as well. Future Dr. Lloyd, you're here. <laughs> Glad to have you. I'm excited. Okay, so listen, I'm excited too because I keep calling you Future Dr. Lloyd for a reason. And I do that because I have all the confidence in the world that you're going to be an amazing doctor. So can you tell us a little bit about your dissertation? Yes, I am actually studying ACEs. So I'm looking at ACEs from um, the perspective of academic performance. And I'm going to be looking at specifically um, Black students attending HBCUs, primarily because, you know, HBCUs was designed for us, and that's where we should do well. And so for students who are not doing well, even though we should be thriving there, I'm curious about whether or not um, ACEs is playing a role in that. So that's, that's what I'm focusing on. So we are going to be collaborating even more <laughs> when you're done. Yeah. So of course, I'm extremely excited. And so you're going to be joining us in the 2%. So you know you have my support. Always have. Anytime I do something, you guys, you know, I always go to Courtney. Courtney helps me out so much. Uh, we rule Clubhouse on Sundays. Trust me, the demand is out there for us some more. And the only reason why I don't is because she's extremely busy, as you all know. <laughs> So I thank you again so much for being on the podcast. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> All right. So you, you uncovered uh, a great bit of it. Um, as she said, I am Courtney Lloyd. Um, what else? I'm a licensed counselor specific to addiction, but I'm also certified in clinical trauma. Um, I'm an adjunct professor of psychology at um, the Southern University and A&M College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, uh, Married, 13 years, two great kids, a boy and a girl, and um, like we just talked about, I'm excited to wrap up this dissertation and get done. Absolutely. She's joining us in the 2%, you guys. I'm extremely excited, and she knows I'm a fan. And so tell me about your your introduction to ACES. Uh, I heard about ACES from um, YouTube, actually. Dr. Nadine Burke-Harris was doing her TED Talk, and I know that that's probably, I don't even know how many millions of views that it has gotten. Uh That was the very first time I had ever heard. I don't even know what made me click on it, Um, but when she started talking, and I've watched it probably four or five times, actually, since that time, but that was the first time I was ever introduced to ACES, and it just gave me so much... um, clarity it made so much sense and it just really gave sound to why we do what we do so that's how I was first introduced to ACEs so I'm just going to jump to the point is ACEs a good thing or a bad thing oh gosh I think it's a phenomenal thing I think that it gives us it gives it it gives sound right like I, I just think there's some it's so powerful whenever we can give something sound when we can go from these sort of blanket umbrella terminologies and diagnoses and we can just call it what it is ACEs so I have a question have you taken the ACEs test multiple times (laughs) will you mind sharing your score Yes, I'm a uh, seven. As the most recent time I took it, I was a seven. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you know what that seven means, correct? Yeah. 
And so you've done something about it. Would you like to share a few things that you've done about your seven? Because a seven is not a bad thing. The seven just means that you've placed in different categories for certain things. And this is what I try to educate people on. It doesn't mean the world is going to stop. It just means there are some things that you need to work on to help and improve exactly what's going on in regards to your ACEs, whether it be in the past or in the present. Right. So I think, um, you know, my story is a little bit different from probably most therapists in terms of I'm a therapist who has never had therapy. Mm. Um, And (laughs) not because I'm against it. I think it's a great tool, but because um, of my unique giftings that I have through God's creation, I'm just really good with self-awareness and self-analysis. So, and I'm not afraid to explore I'm not afraid to go back to places of pain, places that hurt. Um, And so whenever I have things coming up, I'm always um, one who's going to say, all right, where did this come from? Where did this start? Um, What what did I experience that has shaped um, the way I'm experiencing life right now? And I can always trace it back to an ace or something. And so based on that, I'm like, all right, that wasn't my fault. I'm here now and this is what I need to do to get better. Yes. Um, So that's, you know. So you're telling me (laughs) that you're a therapist and you have ACEs. Absolutely. I sure do. Me too. Join movement because that's exactly (laughs) what we're doing. There's nothing wrong with saying that we have it and this is what we're doing. So again, I commend you on the fact that you are pursuing your degree, which means you're going to have some different clients come your way. I am. So what are you, what are your steps? What are you, are you going to give the ACEs test and go from there? Yeah. So I'm really excited about it because, you know, as we talked about before, when I was, when I had, well, I still have my practice, but before I stopped seeing, seeing clients, I had not heard of ACEs before. So I feel like I was already kind of doing some of the work in terms of like, how did you get here without right. knowing that it was ACEs is what I was looking for. So mm-hmm. now that I know about it, I definitely plan to make sure that that is like the very first thing, um, because I think it, it, it just, like I said before, I think it's so important to be able to give people, give it sound to why they're here. And there are so many people who don't identify um, molestation as trauma or um, being touched as trauma or having parents divorce as, you know, um, I don't want to say trauma, but at childhood adversity, I'll say. Exactly. Um, so now that I know what I know about ACEs, oh, that will absolutely be <laughs> the very first part of any intake process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's the truth. I mean, what what I like about the the questions, their general questions. The initial st- survey had thirty. Mm-hmm. This one has ten, but it is very obvious this this one needs to be changed. Yes. So, tell me one thing that you would add to the ACEs. Oh gosh, like I know that we kind of talk about like adding some additional categories like bullying and all and and it's you know we're we're talking more and more about things to add but one thing I will say that I've learned from like my cohort in this doctoral program is that there are so many people who will say you know what um if this age group had been expanded just a little bit I would fall in here 
Mm. Right. So I didn't hit that 17, 18 mark. But if you expand this to maybe like early 20s, right. I would absolutely be in here. Right. Um, and so for that reason, I feel like, you know, when Dr. When Dr. Burke Harris talks about people saying, oh, that's for those people. Right. Whenever we don't include the ages in there, they do think it's those people and not them. Exactly. And so it's like we're kind of missing out on some of the people who need to hear about this because they don't fall in the age range. So let me just throw it out there. These college students, <laughs> because they're in a transition. That yeah. whole transition from being at home to going to college, huh? traumatic freshman 15 or that first year you mm-hmm. end up dropping out and all of that, that could be traumatic too. So I do agree with you 110% um, that that should be added. And I know you're going to be right there when we do, because that's one of the things we actually need to work on adding. Yeah. So, and I commend you for that. Tell me about your childhood. Okay. So yeah, I um, grew up in, I, I, don't, I guess I should I don't know if I should say single parent because there were two parents there, but not my, um, my mom was there, but then my biological father wasn't. So I spent a lot of time split between there, my mom, my stepdad, and then my dad and my stepmom. Mm -hmm. Um, But very early on, I was exposed to um, molestation, exploitation. Mm -hmm. So very early on, I was exposed to uh, pornography as a little girl. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was just so much happening that we were aware of, but we just never said anything. And I don't really know why, Um, but definitely exposed to some, you know, inappropriate touching. Um, And then I think that all of those things sort of kind of put me in a position where I was vulnerable for teen dating violence. And so even though I didn't see that in my house, I didn't see my mom be abused or my dad hitting anybody. um, It made me vulnerable for it because my toxic stress levels were already, you know, through the roof. So the drama that came with the fighting and all of that, it wasn't new for me. It didn't stand out as odd. Um, so that my dad was in and out of um, jail. Uh, so just yeah, a lot going on. I didn't tell you was just go come ahead and go raw. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I told you, I'm always exploring. So yeah. it's right there on the surface for me because I'm not afraid to like go back and 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 you know connect the dots. We tell our stories, and yeah. I think it helps us because. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it, but then we have to because you are actually sharing a story that sounds similar to somebody else. And somebody else is going to look at this podcast and say, dang, the therapist got it. Like what? Just go ahead and say it. So thank you so much because you didn't tell me that this is your first time ever telling me this. So I appreciate you coming and we coming at this podcast and this is when y'all Lloyd, I'm calling it the future Dr. Lloyd (laughs) coming out and sharing her story. You guys, this is why we here because we know that we're making an impact and we want to continue to do that by educating you all on this so thank you so much yeah and I think I think it gets like covered up too because I did so well so in high school I was like you know top of my class 3.0 and then you know I'm doing so well nobody knew anything nobody asked me any questions about what was going on so there are so many things that people still don't know and then I get to college and I'm like barely getting through (laughs) 
yeah. barely making it. And so when I was doing my study on campus a few weeks ago, I was just so amazed at the students, the young ladies who are sitting there with A scores of six, seven, eight. Um, and I would assume that they are studious, that they're on top of their work and their GPAs are like 2.0 and below. And so I'm like, I see so much of myself in them because they probably did well academically in high school but then you come to college and you don't have that protection anymore there's nobody checking up on you and so you're just out here living right and life is happening yes and you don't know that stuff that happened to you at home is following you over here mm -hmm. to this university mm -hmm. and professors are not going to check in on you over mm -hmm. here so it's just it's so important it is for young old middle-aged it's a necessary conversation. I'm so glad that you took this step to have it. See, this is the thing. There are people out there that are supporting this. This podcast is something that I really wanted to do a while ago, but you know, we don't have enough time. And this young man, he, he believes in me. He is helping me do this. So shout out to the person that remains nameless, because if it wasn't for him, I would not be doing this. And I'm so excited because it is actually working. Yeah. Um, so I thank you again so much for just joining with me because you see it. You see where we started and where we're at now. And it is May. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. What do you want people to know about ACES? Oh, gosh. Like, I wish you could just say ACES awareness, right? Because I feel like, you know, again, I'm a counselor, therapist, whatever you want to call it. And so I'm all about mental health awareness. But I feel like we sort of take on these blanket terms. Mm -hmm. And I feel like ACEs gives us a more specific sound mm -hmm. to what's happening. It's childhood diversity is not packaged as, you know, cute little anxiety over here and a little bit of, you know, it's, it's not, it's ACEs. It's what it is. It's something that happened to you and it's showing up as this diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like when we give it a blanket term, when we get in therapy and counselors are not aware of ACEs, mm -hmm. then we just teach you how to cope. Mm -hmm. We don't go back and say, hey, that's probably because mom had mental illness or it's probably because dad or somebody else was in jail that's probably like we don't do that because we don't know to call it aces um so I really wish you could go with aces awareness and we might have to push for that at some point um but yeah that's my spiel I didn't want to interrupt but come on let's go <laughs> because and you know me because stuff pop up and I know I get on your nerves sometimes but it just pops up and it's like Courtney what do you think and it's like you're cooking dinner and it's like I get it but this is it. Our drives, our energy is the same. And that's a great idea. So just like how Nick Cannon stuff come creating on podcasts and TV, we're going to do an ACES awareness real soon. I think we can make that happen. You are awesome to me. How did you go from survive to thrive? Oh, that's a, that's a good one because I have, like, I'm so different, man. You know, like, I'm just different. I think different and I just have to own it. Right. So I, I really don't buy into the whole survivor language. I just don't. Maybe for a season I did when I was ignorant to the things that had happened and whatever. But um, I just got to thrive. Like I can't do the, you know, just getting by. Um, I, I, I survived. I made it through. Um, because to me, when I keep saying that I survived, I feel like I'm giving too much glory or too much attention to the person who did me something. Mm -hmm. So for me to thrive means that I'm on the other side of it. And yeah, that's a part of my story, but I've lived so much better since then. Um, 
so that's just my perspective. That's just my thing. Now, I'm not saying people should, you know, speed through the healing journey. No, take your time, get therapy, coaching, whatever your thing is, heal. But then we got to, we got to thrive, right? So we keep talking about I survived. Um, it's not, it's just not empowering language mm. to me. Mm. Okay. You raw. And I love <laughs> it to death. So what do you want to leave the audience with? What are your last final remarks? Uh, so I would say that this work is a lifelong journey, but it doesn't have to be, um, this sort of woe is me journey, right? Like you can still show up and um, own who you are and still be healing all at the same time. So you don't have to be in this deep pit um, just because you realize that you have aces and oh my God, I didn't know that was not normal. That's perfectly fine. Like, listen, you just heard me say I have a seven. And if I take it another time, it might be at an eight. I don't know. You know what I mean? But it's just, <laughs> but so we're, we're really transparent about where we are. And so I hope that as you see us have this conversation and we're talking about all the things that we're doing in our communities and in our families, that it empowers you to, to own it, to accept it, and, to, and, to, and then to thrive. Um, and get on the other side so that you can now help somebody else. Amen. God bless you. I do have one more, one good one. When you become Dr. Lloyd, what are your next steps in one year, three years, and five years? It's the teacher in me. I can't help. Like, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm still, still, you know, I'm enjoying being in the teaching and the academic space. I really do believe that that will continuously always be a part of my journey. Um, I do have the desire to go back to seeing clients. I don't know if I want to do that individually through counseling or therapy, or if I want to do more of a mentorship coaching capacity where I can take on more at a time. Um, but I know it'll be a, a mixture of those. I love to do some media at some point or to do some kind of something um, where we can get this conversation out of our laps because we're also passionate about the conversation yes. and I think that it deserves to be in the airwaves wherever we can get it it's um, coming I feel it in my spirit I, I promise you I do um I was talking to someone that told me they was like I, I feel like you you are next and I'm like what do you mean it's like your the podcast that we do the discussions we have are how we're getting this information out and the information is getting out so I thank the Lord because people are learning, people are doing it. You're going back to school to get your doctorate degree. And this is an amazing thing. One of the great things you talked about is the people on the campus and their ACEs score. You're making an impact and you, and I know you know it. I know you feel it in your spirit because our energy is aligned. So I thank you so much. I really, really, really do thank you so much for taking that, that step. I've watched you grow since we've been together. We've been together for a while. Yeah, I know. Good girl. Um, anything else? Because I don't want to be the last one talking. I promise. Anything else you want to tell us? No, I think that I think that's it. I just like I said, I appreciate you having the conversation. I know that for me, sometimes it's overwhelming because it's so much to talk about. It's, and we've talked about this on Clubhouse, right? Like it's so it feels so big. And it's like, how can I take this on? Um, but I think that it's important for us to just make the conversation relevant to, to everybody else. You know, ACEs doesn't necessarily show up looking like ACEs. It shows up looking like relationship issues. It shows up looking like you can't commit issues. <laughs> it shows up looking like, you know, parent, it, it shows up in many different forms. And so I would say if you're, if you're struggling in 
marriage, relationships, parenting, jobs, whatever. Um, just explore and just see if ACEs is at the root of it because it just might be. Thank you again so much, future Dr. Lloyd. Where can people find you on social media? So I am primarily showing up on Instagram. That's one of my favorite places to show up. I am on Instagram at I am Courtney J. Lloyd, and that's Lloyd with one L. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also kind of getting to the group TikTok. So it's the same exact handle. I am Courtney J. Lloyd. Thank you for coming to our podcast, Be Victorious and Being Victorious as you know how, because you are all the time and I appreciate you. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dr. Tori, better known as Dr. Victorious. You can find me everywhere, everywhere. I'm on Twitter as Dr. Victorious. I'm on YouTube as Be Victorious. I'm on Instagram as Dr. Victorious. My website is bevictorious.com. I have a Facebook page, Dr. Victorious, and a Facebook group, Be Victorious for Dr. Williams. It is May. It is Mental Health Awareness, and we thank you for joining us.